With a look at Radio on the Go Sports for this Monday morning. I'm Dwayne Karsten's College Sports yesterday. Make it four in a row for Iowa. The men's basketball team shot 60% for the game and survived early foul trouble to beat Maryland 81-67 in Iowa City. It was a big game for Tony Perkins. The junior made 10 of 13 shots and finished with a career-high 22 points. Coach Fran just told me keep attacking because um, they were switching off ball, so their head was turned. So I just broke my man down and found a way to get to the rim to shoot a layup or shoot a quick pull-up. After dropping their first three Big Ten games, the Hawkeye guys are now four and three in the league. We coming in different, uh, practice different, um, just everybody's being more together. Um, that's pretty much it, more dedication to win, um, not allowing nobody to step over us or feel like they can step over us in any rebounding defensively, offensively, so we just stick together and play as a team. After being saddled with first-half foul trouble, Chris Murray scored 17 in the second half. That's why I take him out with two. So when you come down to stretch, he's out there, and he was cooking, and we just kept you know, going to him. So, uh, you know, it, you don't ever want to make him feel like he's unappreciated, but it's kind of like what you expect. And like I always say, it's what he expects from himself, but, but boy, was he great. I'm really proud of him. That's Iowa coach Fran McCaffrey, who says Perkins was a key in the opening half as Murray and Philip Rubacha were both uh, on the bench with foul problems. Iowa hosting Northwestern coming up on Wednesday night now. Major college women's basketball yesterday, the 15th-ranked Iowa State ladies were outscored 13-2 to start the fourth quarter in a 68-53 loss at Texas. The Cyclones fall to 3-2 in the Big 12. You know, it's a close game start the fourth quarter. We're right where we need to be. We have two wide open looks to start the fourth quarter miss them and we give up a transition basket we make a defensive mistake on a scouting report thing and and then they get it rolling and then the press keeps going and uh that's that's what happens that's isu coach bill fennelly the cyclones were outscored 16 to 6 in that final quarter i don't think it's going to shock the world that you lost at texas but we got to be better um when when things went bad we had a hard time stopping it because we you got to make a shot. You got to make a layup. You got to make an open three. You got to get to the free throw line, and, and we just couldn't do that when we absolutely had to do it to, to at least uh, breathe a little bit and hang around. And you know there was that three-minute stretch where they just knocked us out. Ashley Jones led the Cyclone women with 21 in the loss. The UNI women's basketball team is back on the Missouri Valley Conference win streak after a 73-68 win over the Evansville Purple Aces. It was a second-half battle for the Panthers to grab a narrow win from the Aces at Meeks Family Fieldhouse on the road at Evansville. UNI jumped out to a double-digit lead in the second quarter, but will be down to uh, the final minute of the third quarter after the Evansville uh, team, they hit uh, three-pointing, uh, their best three-pointing shooting of the year, that is. The Panthers locked it in down the final minute of the half for a five-point victory. The Panther defense in the end continued to hold strong, recording a season-high 15 steals and winning the rebound game at 33-25. to in scoring, Anaya Griffin led the Purple Aces with 17. For the Panthers, four starters ended the game in double figures, scoring great, uh, was uh, Grace Buffelli leading the charge with 17 points. Emerson Green had 13. Maya McDermott at 12. And guard Cam Finley also hit the double-digit mark with 10. And for UNI, they rise to 5-1 and one in the MVC. They remain, remain that tied for first place in the conference with Illinois State. At 10-5 and five overall, the Panthers return home to welcome in Valparaiso to the McLeod Center on Thursday for more women's basketball action. 
Over the weekend, well, let's uh, go to high school sports for a moment here. And congratulations. What a way to go out. Final home tournament of his career. And he will be retiring. Coach Chad Jabrock and AGWSR winning their own uh, Day Wagner Invitational. 177.5 points on Saturday to edge out East Buchanan for the team title. Bondurant Ferrara was right in there as well, all within about six points of each other out of 10 teams that made their way to the tournament in Ackley. Again, AGWSR winning their own Dave Wagner Invitational on the weekend. We had a couple teams up at the Dot Car Duels at New Hampton. Claren Goldfield Dows and Hampton Dumont Cal not wrestling each other, as they've already done that this year. But Claren Goldfield Dows going 3-1 and one on the day. They lost to Albert Lee. Uh, and that was 35-31, but the Cowboys would win all the rest of their duels, beating Denver 53-13. They uh, defeated New Hampton Turkey Valley 43-24, and they pounded Waterloo West 63-10. CGD again 3-1 up in New Hampton on the weekend. Hampton Dumont Cal doing pretty decent as well. They went 2-2. Two two. They lost to the Albert Lee area team. They came in from Minnesota. 52 to 24, but the Bulldogs defeated Denver 48 to 30. They lost to New Hampton Turkey Valley 48-24, and again that beat Waterloo West handily 65 to 12 to go two and two uh, that at the dot card duels in New Hampton on the weekend. Also, South Harden BCLUW hosting their own tournament, and it was Algona winning that down in Eldora, winning uh, with 278 points for the Bulldogs. Ballard of Huxley was second with 222. APGC coming in third place. South Hamilton, or South Harden BCLUW, that is, fifth. And Iowa Falls Alden was sixth place at the Storm Invitational. Also over the weekend, Dighton Hartford was seventh out of 13 teams at the Solon Tournament. And at the Lloyd Schaefer Invitational at Marion, North Butler Clarksville was 13th out of 15 teams participating in that wrestling tournament on the weekend. Also on Saturday, Hampton Dumont Cal, boys and girls both lost to West Hancock. 45-30 in the girls game, and it was 53-43 in the boys game. West Fork wins over St. Ansgar in two games on Saturday afternoon, 49-46 in the girls game, a close one. Also a close one in the boys game, the Warhawks prevail 59 to. 54. Also on Saturday, Kansas scored with under 12 seconds left, and the uh, number two Jayhawks held off number 14 Iowa State 62 to 60. Gabe Kalser scored 23 points for the Cyclones. Oshun Oshuni chipped in with 14. The second half was a back and forth affair, with neither team being able to build more than a four point lead in the second half. There were 12 lead changes in the second half alone. Kalser tied it with a three pointer with 35 seconds left. Adams then powered inside to put Kansas up ahead. And then Kansas went on a 12-0 run to seize control early. But Iowa State rallied and closed to uh, 29-28 at halftime. Gabe Kalsher eclipsed the 250 career three-point mark as well with his 500th career field goal against the Jayhawks. Caleb Grill notched his 200th rebound at ISU against Kansas. Kalsher credits teammates' resilience against the reigning national champions to come back and have a chance at the end. We just have guys that just continue to fight, um, even with a little run they had in the first quarter. End of the first quarter, we continued just to continue to fight. Um, we had Jaron making plays. Uh, Taman uh, had a great game as well. Um, Damarian had a, had a fantastic game on the, on the defensive side um, and being active, um, making great shots and threes in the corner as well. Um, Rob um, continued to finish. 
Um, we just had a bunch of guys just all together, uh, just continuing just to play play for one another. Um, and I'm super proud of these guys. Everyone on, on our team should, should continue to hold their heads because um, this was a well-fought battle. We just came down to the, the last possession, and we just fell a little short. The Cyclone men's next task is number 10, Texas. This is a heartbreaker, but we just got to have a short-term memory. I mean, just kind of uh, get over it real quick because we've got a big one coming in um, on Tuesday. And again, uh, that will be coming up this Tuesday against the Texas Longhorns at Hilton Coliseum. Dyke New Hartford Jr. Peyton Peterson has been named the 2022-2023 Gatorade Iowa Volleyball Player of the Year. The award recognizes not only outstanding athletic excellence, but also high standards of academic achievement and exemplary character demonstrated on and off the court. Distinguishes Peterson as Iowa's best high school volleyball player. Peterson is the second Gatorade Iowa Volleyball Player of the Year to be chosen from Dyke New Hartford. The 5'11 junior outside hitter had 515 kills and a hitting percentage of a kill percentage of 4 91 on the season and a max prep uh, second team all-american selection peterson is ranked as the nation's number 76 recruit for the class of 2024 a member of the dighton hartford student council she's involved in many things throughout the school and has a 3.99 gpa she's made a verbal commitment to play volleyball on scholarship at the university of louisville beginning in the fall of 2024 Hampton Dumont Cal junior forward Scott Haar set a single school or a single game school record that is, and that was Friday night against St. Edmund. Haar's record-breaking 45 points against Fort Dodge St. Edmund Gales helped usher the Bulldogs to a 75-60 win and snag their third victory of the season, the second in the North Central Conference. The big man's colossal game didn't just come out of nowhere. Haar scored 37, and uh, that was back in a loss to Osage on January 5th. Hampton Montcal head coach Brian Easton says Haar is in the middle of a very special season. I thought our guys did a great job finding him, and then, yeah, he finished. There wasn't, there wasn't many... I don't know how many shots he missed. You can probably count them on one hand. He did a great job finishing. Um, did a great job looking for the basketball. Um, he had two or three guys on him at times and still finished. So yeah, he, heck of a heck of a performance. He's having a great year for us. Absolute phenomenal year. Neeson says that Hara is both a luxury to the team as well as a nightmare for opponents. Yeah, it's great having a big guy who you can throw the ball into and just generate offense. Yeah, obviously he's going to draw a lot of a lot of attention and be at the top of everybody's scouting report. So yeah, that's that's very comforting knowing we can throw the ball inside and really play through him. And again, Hampton Dumont Cal getting ready to go with more action this week on the basketball hardwood. Tonight, though, uh, the Bulldogs have the night off, but we have some teams in action, including coverage of Clarion Goldfield Dows at Belmont Clemmie. This is a makeup game going on tonight. A boy girl doubleheader. The four and seven Bronco girls host the four and eight Cowgirls on what paper? On what paper? It should be a close contest. Now, both squads are looking to end short losing stints, which have come against brutal competition. The Broncos have dropped their last two against top rated Algona Bishop Gearing, and as well as a Friday lost to Lake Mills. The Cowgirls have lost their last three. They faced two ranked opponents in West Fork and Pocahontas area and then ran into Algona on Friday. Clarion Goldfield House has coach Liz Ennis says Belmont Clemmie is a familiar opponent. We're pretty familiar with their personnel. We scrimmaged them I think like three times this summer. Um, just we got together and did that and helped. it helps both of our teams a lot um, so I know their coaches pretty well. Um, we're going to have to take care of the ball. Um, we're going to have to shut down Lamb, and we're going to have to play some real good defense. And right now, scoring, you know, we need to get above 40 points and, and really try to put the, the ball in the hole. 
Bronco sophomore Addie Lamb leads BK at 16 points per game and nearly eight rebounds. Cowgirls senior Lexi Lane holds the scoring lead for CGD at nearly 14 points per game. Belmont Clemmie head coach Derek Varner says that he wants to see his uh, Cowgirls, uh, Bel- uh, his uh, Broncos, that is, improve on the glass against the Cowgirls. We expect that they'll probably play some play some zone against us, and um, you know, we're, like you said, they got some they got some shooters, they got some rebounders, you know. So we're going to have to try to hit the glass a little bit harder. That's one thing that we've kind of struggled with, and you know, with all the height that we have on our team, we need to be better underneath the boards, and we need to get more aggressive and and not let teams get those uh, second chance points against us. And in the boys' game, Belmont Clemmie looking for their first win of the season. They said at 0-11, they'll be up against a 3-7 and Cowboy team here in this non-conference affair. That'll be on the radio tonight, the clash in Belmont tonight. And we'll have that for you on the radio with Jacob Zimmerman. 6.15 is tip-off time for the girls' game. 6.05 is the pregame warm-up show time. CGD at Belmont Clemmie. Also tonight, Applington Parkersburg teams are both hosting Waterloo Columbus in Parkersburg this evening and AGWSR welcoming in West Marshall to Ackley for boys and girls action. And it's a boys only affair tonight as Clarksville goes to Crestwood for a seven o'clock tip off for varsity there. That's going to do it for Radio On The Go Sports. A reminder, the Cyclone Coaches Corner will be on the radio following high school basketball tonight. I'm Dwayne Carstens reporting.